0: Log Talk Radio. Good
1: morning, all you friends of animals, and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show on KJazz 88.1 FM. I'm Marie Hewlett, and I hope you're having a terrific weekend so far. I think it's fabulous that you're starting it here at the Pet Place, because I know so many of you are interested in hearing about some of the specialty rescues in our area. So as a result, I've invited Kay Deloche of Westie Rescue to the program this morning. Westies, or more formally West Highland White Terriers, are the regal-looking little white dogs that are featured on Caesar Brand pet food, if you can picture that. And for all you King of the Hill fans out there, Hank's neighbor Con owns a Westie named. Okay, enough Westy trivia. I need to tell you who will be stopping by after our halftime break. It's none other than our pet place book reviewer, Marianne Dell, and she's picked out some books that you're going to just love. So don't touch that radio knob because we'll be getting started in a jiffy here on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on KJAZZ, 88.1 FM. I'm Marie Hewlett, and it's my pleasure to introduce Kay Loach from Westy Rescue of Orange County and beyond. Welcome to the Pet
0: Place, K. Thank you, Marie. Your rescue is a mouthful to say. Yes, it is. We go by W-Rock. Oh, okay. W-Rock and B. There you go. <laughs> Well,
1: first of all, I just want to talk about Westies in general, also known as West Highland White Terriers. These are pretty classy, royal animals. How in the heck do they need a rescue?
0: It's amazing. Westies are interesting little animals. They're little terriers. They bark. They run. They jump. They're great dogs, but they're just not for everybody. And so they are come they from getting the- relinquished to shelters? They are. We find them in yeah. shelters. Sometimes an owner has a baby or an owner passes away, and the siblings or uh, the family will call us to take the dogs also.
1: Wow. About how many Westies have ended up in your particular rescue since you first
0: began? Well, we started in 2008, and this Past year, we just placed our 300th Westie. Oh, congratulations. That's We're, a great number. Yes, We're <laughs> very proud of finding homes for all these guys.
1: Aww, and how did you personally get involved? I had a
0: Westie. <laughs> and uh, my first Westie came from a pet store. Oh. And I know, it was, it was a long time ago. Okay, you're forgiven. I, <laughs> yes, very long time ago. And I fell in love with the breed. And just over the years, I, from people meeting people and seeing people, they would call, and it just began very small, and then it grew.
1: So you started seeing the need for helping out homeless Westies that you were encountering just day to day. Yes. Wow. And <laughs> I like to ask rescuers, how much of your life do you devote to, to this pastime? <laughs> Well, I
0: I like to say I have two full-time jobs. I work full-time and I do rescue full-time. Yeah,
1: that's pretty much it, isn't it? And and yes, you have you have no time for anything else and your family doesn't see you and your friends forget who you are. <laughs>
0: pretty much. Pretty much, but I do have my
1: husband in, intrinsically involved. So that's oh, that's good. good. That's good. Get get the hubby involved and and then you got an activity you could do together. Yes,
0: exactly.
1: <laughs> Okay. Now, I know you probably have a website, so let's tell everybody what that is and, and tell me a little bit about what somebody might find on your website.
0: Okay. The website is westyrescueoc.com. That's OC like Orange County. Okay. Um, it's an informative website. It's a friendly website. We show adoptable dogs. We show all of our adoption stories and our families.
1: Oh, that's great! I like seeing the success stories because it,
0: I it, love showing them. Wow!
1: So, so photographs, and then here they are today. Do you have before and after pictures too? We we do
0: have of uh, some of our uh, more radical cases. We do have some befores and afters. Sometimes Westies come with issues, skin issues, medical issues, broken legs. Wow. Um, and we do show some of the befores and afters of those
1: oh that's very cool and what is the adoption process is it all done online in person, a combination of the two combination
0: of everything it begins with an application that we have online and so we accept the applications we review them then we contact the potential adopters we interview them via phone and then we do a home visit and uh Having all of that work out well, then they meet one of the dogs and um, it, they adopt, most, most always, by that time.
1: Okay. Now, I know everything is different for an individual dog and, and breed standards don't normally apply across the board, but in general, do Westies get along
0: with cats
1: and other dogs?
0: Westies get along great with other dogs, not necessarily so with cats,
1: okay, okay, that's... if
0: they were raised with a cat, they would be fine, mm-hmm. but having not been raised with one, they're not that good, okay,
1: so they're do they like going after little animals then are they kind of prey oriented? That's what they were originally bred
0: for. they were bred to um kill the rats on the Spanish galleons, so oh, yeah, okay.
1: <laughs> Well, that's an interesting so, little bit of uh, was, trivia there. That was
0: the, that was their job, and it still continues to be their job.
1: Okay, so it's something that you would definitely want to address through training to make sure you had a well-behaved and social animal.
0: Absolutely.
1: And you can generally do that if you stay on top of it and make sure your dog knows what's right and what's wrong and what's expected of them.
0: Westies are extremely intelligent, and they, they learn and they'll push you as far as they can, but, <laughs> like little but, kids <laughs> exactly. but they, they, they do respect you as an owner oh, that's very cool
1: I know you have a big fundraiser coming up a walkathon can you tell me a little bit about that
0: yes it's our St. Patrick's Day walkathon and what we do is we invite all of our friends, family, supporters, adopters anyone who actually is interested um, we provide pledge sheets, people get pledges and it's not a a long-distance walk. It's a walk around the park. It's really a fun walk. And uh, we raise money for the Westies. Ah, excellent. And where will it take place? It is at Edison Park in Huntington Beach, uh, and it's on March 2nd, and it starts at 10 a.m. 10 a.m.? 10 a.m. Oh,
1: okay. And do you have registration at the event, early registration, or is it all done um, online?
0: no it's registration at the event and we we can do registration online but not required mostly it's just to show up um have some fun take a walk have a snack it's oh. a great it's a very fun day
1: very nice and you can register again at westyrescueoc.com
0: that is correct
1: okay and do you have any special events or prizes or anything like that going on
0: during the walk actually we do there's a prize for the $25 contribution, $50 contribution, and $100 contribution. We're giving out really cute little uh, Westie Rescue pocket knives. We have uh, uh, W-Rock uh, folding chairs, and we have a little cooler, like a 12-pack cooler. So. Ah,
1: fun. Okay. Yeah. You mentioned earlier that you just placed your 300th dog, which was very impressive to me. Yes. That dog's name was Reggie, and I understand but, Reggie had a special story. Can you tell our listeners all about that?
0: Reggie was a very special dog. He um, developed diabetes, oh. and he was with his family for seven years. They were a younger couple, and they didn't feel equipped to deal with the diabetes, so they uh, turned him into us. Oh, how and sad. It, it was very sad, but he was a are resilient, and he was a very happy boy. And he went to one of our, well, let's see, he was our, their third dog. One of my adopters, um, he was the third dog that they adopted from Westie Rescue. Oh, very cool! Repeat adopters, yes. I like yes. that. Yes, yes, <laughs> and yes, and maybe the greatest. She, the greatest thing about Linda, who adopted. Reggie, is that um, she has a previous diabetic dog, too. She has has a big heart and a great family.
1: Oh, so they know exactly what to do to care for an animal with that condition. Exactly. And it's not really that much work, really.
0: No, it's not. I actually have another diabetic dog in my care right now, and it's it's two shots a day Mm -hmm. and a special diet, but he is a perfectly normal, great Westie.
1: How how difficult is it to give a dog a shot twice a day?
0: To start out with, it's a little frightening. But once you do it and once you you get accustomed to do it and the dog gets accustomed to you doing it, it's not bad at all.
1: Oh, good, good. So it's, it's something you can also help train a potential adopter in?
0: It's exactly. And w- what we've done, particularly with Trevi, who is the little diabetic dog that we have right now, is we've come to associate his shot with a treat.
1: Oh, fun. we we
0: tell him it's (laughs) time for his treat, and he starts jumping up and down. Okay. And
1: and we give the shot real quick, and he gets his treat. And these are tiny, tiny, tiny little needles, too. Tiny little needles. They make it as painless as possible, and it keeps them healthy and keeps them happy. (laughs) That is true. Now, you are a no-kill rescue Tell me a little bit about what's involved in keeping dogs as long as it takes to find them a home. Do you have a foster network? Do you have a shelter facility? What's all involved?
0: All of our dogs are fostered in private homes, so they become part of the family until we find they're a permanent family. Okay. And if if little dogs that come to us are too old to be placed, then they just stay with us.
1: Ah, okay. So a lot of failed, foster- failed fosters, in other words.
0: <laughs> yes, there, there are some of those. <laughs>
1: that's, that's one of the pitfalls of rescuing. You end up keeping a lot of the pets yourself. Hey, we just have a short amount of time left, but I just wanted to get in this one little thing. I understand your Westie, Joey, is the logo dog or the model. I'm not sure how you would say it for your organization. And he actually surfs.
0: He does. <laughs> I and he's the
1: it. only one who surfs. Out of all of the West Highland White Terriers in the world, I think he's the only one that surfs. Uh, we haven't found another. <laughs> that is very cool. You know, when we were promoting the Surf Dog uh, Huntington Beach Festival last year, they were mentioning how Westy Rescue was one of their uh, charities that they were supporting and and now I know that your dog was the one that they were featuring in some of the photographs that they were sharing.
0: that is true. Um, <laughs> yes, and the let's see in two thousand twelve he actually won the surfing contest in his category. Oh, that is so cool. (laughs) Congratulations. (laughs) And he's really cute, a little white dog and a big yellow surfboard. (laughs) Wow. Kay, it's
1: been great chatting with you today, and I think it's so important to shed light on the fact that even purebred, somewhat rare dogs still have ranks among homeless pets, and having volunteers like you and an organization like Westie Rescue really makes a difference. So thanks so much for all that you do and for coming on the Pet Place today.
0: Well, thank you so much, and
1: I, I appreciate the interview. We need to take a very quick break now, but when we return, Pet Place Book Reviewer Marianne Dell will be ready to give you the scoop on some great new reading material. This and more just ahead after a quick Stason message from KJAZ eighty-eight point one FM. <laughs> Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on KJazz 88.1 FM. I'm Marie Hewitt, and here now is Marianne Dell, our resident book reviewer. Good morning, Marianne. How's it going?
0: Good morning, Marie. It's going just great. How are you this morning? I'm
1: doing real well. Thank you. And I understand that you have a brand new batch of books for us?
0: Of course. Well,
1: let's get started.
0: All right. Well, I... Has been doing a little bit of trolling around Amazon since I started using my Kindle, which I've had for several years, but I've only just realized the appeal of actually having one thing that's smaller than a regular book to carry around with me with dozens of books on it. It's really kind of cool.
1: Oh, yeah, I'd say so. so.
0: Mm-hmm. And a lot, and you know,
1: lot easier on your shoulders, too. Yes, it is.
0: And you know that you can also get Kindle app on your smartphone, oh. which means I don't even need my Kindle Now I don't have to play silly games when I'm waiting in line. I can (laughs) read a book. I'm so happy. (laughs) Oh, gosh. So here are a couple to start with that I downloaded onto my Kindle, which means obviously they're both available at Amazon.
1: Oh, excellent. (laughs)
0: Okay. Well, the first is Jack, A Book About a Dog Where the Dog Doesn't Die at the End by (laughs) Ray Braswell. (laughs) <laughs> do a lot of the books you read have that outcome, Marianne? Well, you know, there are some. I remember a lot more when I was a kid. Aww. There's always, of course, Old Yeller. Yeah, yeah. You know, that we all remember. And it's been years since I read it, but I want to say the Call of the Wild wasn't the best outcome. I could be wrong. That's true. That's mm-hmm. true. And
1: Thomasina, do you remember that? I don't remember that. Oh, I was about a cat with nine lives.
0: <laughs> uh, yes, yes, actually I do, now that you say it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, um, you know, so this is this is just a cute little book, and it's told by Ray, who refers to himself as the tall guy, because that's what Jack the Yellow Lab calls him. Oh, okay. And it's also told by Jack, so they both narrate the book back and forth, and it's You know, it's a cute little read. The thing I like about it is how many people like yellow labs. So it could be very appealing to a lot of people because of that.
1: Well, what's not to like about a yellow lab? They're always smiling. They always have these big tails that knock everything off of your coffee tables because they're so happy.
0: (laughs) Exactly. What's not to like about any dog, frankly? That is
1: true. That is true.
0: So there's actually some education in here because it talks about, very tongue in cheek, but nonetheless explains house training and the difficulties therein, and what's helpful. Going to the dog park and bringing up some of the issues that can occur there, uh, all all with a smile on the writer's faces. Um, teaching your dog to play fetch, playing games with your dog, always a good thing, which not enough people do, I mm-hmm. think. Yep. Um just giving our dogs a a job to do it can always be really helpful so it's it's cute and it's it's maybe some nice lessons for parents who have kids who aren't quite really ready to take responsibility for dogs and the parents are smart enough to know that and know that they don't have time Mm -hmm. and this could be a book to share with them to say see what's going to happen when we get a dog are you sure you want to do it now maybe you want to wait a couple years
1: (laughs) Now, is this a dog that or not a dog? Is this a book that young children can read? Let's say third grade on up.
0: Possibly, if their reading level is at the I would say it's maybe maybe a 10 to 12 year old reading level, but if kids are reading at that level, there's nothing bad in it.
1: Okay. You
0: know, they could they could certainly read it. Yes. Are there any pictures? Lots of them. Oh, nice. Yes. <laughs> Lots and lots and lots of pictures of yellow lambs. <laughs> and a few other dogs. <laughs> now, is
1: this a true story? Well, of course, obviously, the dog narrating probably I, isn't true. but
0: <laughs> Yeah, I, I think, you know, I think it's told um, as far as the author writing about how he decided to bring Jack into his life and... The different, you know, going to the dog park, playing with different toys and stuff. Yes, I, I I think it's true. Okay. Um, it it certainly seems to be, and absolutely right. Jack is alive and kicking and going strong at the end of the book.
1: <laughs> ah, well, and they live happily ever after. That's right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's talk about
1: your next book. And is that one equally happy?
0: This one is a little more realistic. Okay. Not a kid book.
1: Ah, okay. Um,
0: you know, it's hard doing what I do, being so involved in the rescue community, and having a Facebook page that, that has more "help this dog, help this dog, help this cat" on it than anything else. Um, it's hard to remember that there are people who honestly are not familiar with what happens to animals whose irresponsible owners just dump them at a shelter. Um give up on them, abandon them in one way, shape, or form. And there's, there's a story that the author says in the introduction. She felt compelled to write. She sat down one day, and she wrote it. And it's, it's an incredibly inexpensive download. It was 99 cents. She gives 50 cents of that to rescue groups. Oh, nice. Um, and it's a quick read, and it's a story of what might go through a dog's head as he ends up at a shelter, doesn't know if he's ever going to get out of there, does get out of there, gets into another life, and lives that life. And in the end of this one, yes, the dog does, uh, he does die. Oh. But it's a dog's life. It's a simple story of a dog's life, and, and as the dog says, I'm not a special dog, I'm not a great dog, I'm just a dog. Uh-huh. And it's, it's, it's very bittersweet because the dog does get rescued, but, we, you know, you, you read it and think, This is really what so many animals go through every single day. They wind up in strange places. They don't know what's going to happen to them, you know, and...
1: And they're terrified. I see some of the, the photos that you post on your Facebook page showing all the animals that you're trying to find homes for, and a lot of these pictures are taken in the shelter itself where they're just cowering in a corner, and you can see just, the fear and the questions in their eyes—it's—it's it's heartbreaking. Yeah. What I yeah. really like, though, the pictures that I like that you post are the ones where they have a home and they've been placed, and everything is turned around.
0: Yes. <laughs> and even just, even just the pictures when they get out of the shelter, and you know they're in good hands.
1: Right into and, foster care.
0: Yep, and they are on the road to better things happening to them.
1: Yeah, it's really it's quite a difference. And these poor little guys—they—they—they they, they don't speak English. Nope. They don't understand. Nobody can tell them why they've been removed from the home and the family that they love, and and why they're in this little concrete cage where there's noises and smells and and. Scary things everywhere i I just most animals I just can't understand how they could even make it through an experience like that and and rebound from it and end up being yeah. good pets, but they do
0: and, and so many of them do, most of them do right um you know i've gotten i I have this soft spot for chows, and chows are unfortunately for them a breed that kennels very, very badly in a shelter environment okay and they go into shelters and they're scared to death. And being the types of dogs they are, guard dog, their initial reaction to being scared, to maybe being catch-pulled or having someone coming in and putting a fake hand in their face or trying to take their food or trying to just touch them is to react by growling or snapping. And that, of course, gets them labeled aggressive in many facilities. Right. And I've taken at least half a dozen of these so called aggressive dogs out, brought them into my rescue and rehomed them and they have been just the most wonderful animals. They're just so scared and they are as many guard dogs, they're they're less likely to trust someone they've never seen before than say a good old yellow lab or black lab or whatever. Right. Who who is bred more to go, Oh, a person, cool, let me lick your face Yeah. You know, Chows and the guard dogs are bred to say, I don't know you, therefore I suspect you of evil doing. (laughs) minute. they're just so scared Mm -hmm. in these places and, and they really, really need a break. They need someone to come along and say, hey, I know that if I give you a little time and energy and effort, you will... I'm sorry, my Pekinese is staring at me because I accidentally woke her up when I did something. <laughs> Shame on you! I know I'm getting the evil eye, <laughs> and and she is of course she's a dog who came out of a shelter, and just was in the back at a shelter and being ignored. And this dog has been nothing but a cupcake. Her entire Aww. life, she actually um, belongs to a friend of mine who adopted her from me. But I'm pet sitting her today. Oh,
1: well, lucky you! Yes,
0: <laughs> and you know, providing just, the lap. That's right. We look at these. We look at these guys, and I just, I don't understand. I just don't understand. But I don't
1: either. It's, it's always a question how anybody could give up a pet that's been in their family and put it through what is nothing short of torture for them emotionally to be separated and to be in this scary I surrounding. Know.
0: But I'm I glad know. there
1: are people like you. Let's give uh, give your your rescue a little plug here.
0: Uh, absolutely. Thank you. We're Shamrock Rescue Foundation. We're a nonprofit. We work out of Orange County, mostly taking dogs out of shelters that are facing death there because of issues like we were just talking about or because of overcrowding. And we take them and take care of them, provide medical care, and work with them if we need to do some behavioral work and get them into new homes.
1: It's just amazing work that you do. And you are the Orange County Register pet columnist at OCRegister.com. You could read all of Marianne's articles there, and they are simply fabulous. Marianne, thank as, you so as are much. As yours. Oh. You are welcome. Aw, shucks. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the show. Have a great day, Marianne.
0: You too, Marie. Thanks as always.
1: We need to take a very quick break this morning, but when we return, be ready for pet place news and events here on KJazz 88.1 FM. Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewlett and it's time for Pet Place news and events. Are you looking to add a little kitty to your family? Well, Long Beach Felines Adoptions will be taking place today from noon to 4 p.m. at Centinella Feed and Pet Supply, located at 4700 Pacific Coast Highway in Long Beach. They'll have lots of beautiful cats and kittens in all shapes, sizes, and colors, and there's bound to be one that steals your heart. For more information, call 562 453 7377. And don't forget to check out our website at www.petplace.org to send us your comments or suggestions for the show and see what other fun animal-related activities there are on the Pet Place calendar. You can also like us on Facebook. You'll find us listed as Pet Place Radio. Well, that's all for me today. Remember... Pets need love and a home too. We'll be back next weekend with more of the Pet Place here on KJAZ, eighty-eight point one FM. I'm Marie Hewitt. Please spare new to your pets and have a wonderful day.